0: It's the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, episode 111. We're talking about our favorite project management tools. Come hang out. Hey guys, welcome back to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. Seth and Megan here. And Megan, I am getting a ton of stuff done these days. How about you?
1: It has been a crazy busy week and. I'm loving it. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. I like being busy more than not busy.
1: Yes. I agree. Minus the immense amounts of sweat that I have been gathering from all of the work.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I don't sweat because I don't overexert myself unless I'm going upstairs and I can't help it. (laughs) You ever go upstairs and get winded? That's like, that's a warning. That's your body going, dude, you got, you got things to sort out. Every day.
1: Well, you know,
0: <laughs> I know, I know that within the world of church communications, we've been talking a lot about project management, efficiency, workflows, stuff like that. And today I uh, wanted to talk through some of the major players in project management tools. Um, when we get into these Facebook groups and stuff, somebody always
1: asks, how do you manage projects? It's, it's like a daily question, right? It's a big question. Well, you know, we all have a million things to do. So, how yeah. do we how do we do the things?
0: And if you join the Seminary of Hard Knocks Facebook group, I ask three questions. I ask, like, what's your church and what do you do? Where are you at? You know, that kind of thing. And then I ask, do you want to join my my email list? Put your email here. And people do that a lot. But the third question I always ask is, what's the hardest thing about church communications? And I swear, nine times out of ten, it's something in this realm: project management. How to get things done without falling apart? How do you manage all this stuff? And um, so it's always a question. And I think that talking about some of these things is going to be really helpful. So what we wanted to do today is wanted to go through some of the major players in this realm and kind of tell you what it's kind of like. Give a quick synopsis of the strengths of that platform. And then some things that might be weaknesses of that platform. So you can make a little bit better decision. Now we're not going to give you everything. We're just going to give you a quick summary. So you can go read and figure out all of these have some free version that you can check it out. Right. So we'll put links to all those in the show notes and you can go check them out. Um, And
1: I, I would say too, that most of these are the going to be the most effective when they're universally adapted. Yeah, absolutely. So there's different, there's different things for you to do as an individual. But the ones that we're talking about today are the ones that are like, as an organization, these are some options that either yeah. your team, like your whole team needs to use, but even better if your whole staff use this, but yeah. you can be the subject matter expert and, you know, yeah. Say, and hey, with, guys, I think this is what we need to do.
0: And with these three, there's really three project management and then two others that kind of supplement project management we're going to talk about. Um, Trello, Asana, and Basecamp. We're going to cover those big project management tools today. And then Slack and a, a new one called Loom that we're going to discuss as supplements. But those three, Trello, Asana, Basecamp, those all have options to work with them through email. So if you have people that are like, I don't want to learn a whole new interface, that's fine. You can just set them up. They can work with you through email, but it's great when your whole organization, like you said, gets on board with this stuff and can use it. Um, and, the supplemental things are things that will actually help you do that. We'll talk about at the end. So let's just jump right in. Let's talk about Trello. That's what you and I use a lot. We love Trello.
1: I love Um, Trello. It's fantastic.
0: I would describe it as a cards and columns kind of interface with a, it's a lot of visual and it's, it's really great for projects and collaboration. I think you can do a lot of good uh, collaboration communication in the actual platform really well there. And I really like it. What, what do you What do you like most about Trello?
1: Well, Trello is set up as like a digital con. Is it how do you pronounce that? Con, kanban? Kanban? What? Do you know what I'm talking about? Kanban no. board. Kanban, kanban board. Yes. Kanban. Kanban. That's it. So Trello is like a digital Kanban board. The thing that I like the most about it is that well, I just think it's so easy to use. Of all of the ones that we're talking about today. Trello is incredibly intuitive, like yeah. it is super user friendly. Each card has a significant amount of uh, like flexibility. So whatever you need, if you need to assign tasks, create checklists, insert deadlines, like all of the things that you need to do in project management, each card or like you could view, you, you could say like card in a sticky note. Mm -hmm. I would make synonymous. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Maybe you just put a bunch of sticky notes on your wall and moved them along. Yeah. Um, If
0: if you're doing a lot of sticky notes, you got them all over your office. This is one you definitely need to check out anyway.
1: That's me. I wish you could see my desk. It is covered in sticky notes. (laughs) I have sticky notes everywhere too. I love them.
0: It's awesome. I I think it's easy to use too. Um, A couple of details about Trello that are really great. Lots of native integrations they've already made for you. So, if you want to connect it to Zapier, Google Forms, um, there's just a, a Slack. There's just a ton of things you can do. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to, like, get a third party or whatever to make them connect. They just connect. They, you can go in I and even opt-
1: set this up with a communications request form so that as yep. soon as a form was, a request was submitted, it automatically created a card for me.
0: Yes, absolutely. And you might need to use Zapier for that or I think there's forms they have as well there's just thousands of them because it's third-party stuff it's all open source that's what I love about it and so you can find something that works and I think google forms is one of those so if you use google forms for your request forms super easy to use logic to get to go to the right board etc it's very easy and does automatically That's
1: Um, beautiful
0: those are called power-ups that you can attach to each board Um, really cool the other thing I like about it is automation. They have this thing called Butler and Butler is now available even on the free plan of of Trello,
1: which is cool. Snap.
0: Yeah. So that what it does is like, you can write little rules so that whenever you do have that form come in, it goes ahead and it signs it to you, puts a date on it, whatever you want it to do, you can tell it all these different things to do. So as soon as that card gets created, trello then because you've written rules butler will come in and like set it up for you and get it ready that's
1: awesome so yeah the more things someone else like an automation can do for me yeah, the better
0: absolutely and and you can do a lot of automation with trello and i i think that's unique to trello out of all three of them i don't think the other ones mm. can do that without a paid plan so
1: it's pretty awesome something one other thing that might not apply to a ton of people but i love about trello that is not possible in the others is that you can be a part of multiple organizations within mm-hmm. the same account. Yep. So like, I'm a part of Trello boards for like three different organizations, but I don't have to like log out of Trello and log back in like I do for Basecamp. Yes.
0: Oh, that's you know what, so nice. what I
1: mean? Yeah. Oh, so like, it's so just nice. great to be able to see all the boards that I'm on across all the organizations and not have to, you know, yeah, switch in and out all the time. Is that, it's really, I mean, it's fine on my desktop, but dang on my phone, mm-hmm. that is a pain in the, the donk oh. donk, you know? <laughs> <laughs> <The>
0: talking, <knocking. laughs> All right. I'm we'll serious. go with <laughs> it. It is a pain. A, it it's is. Super pain. What are some of the yeah. weaknesses that you see of Trello though? We got to talk about the weaknesses too.
1: Oh, uh, I hate to talk about the weaknesses of Trello because it's my favorite thing, but okay. We got to be honest, I guess. Yeah. Um. So. Why don't you talk about weaknesses, Seth? Okay.
0: I wrote a couple down.
1: Okay. Um,
0: when you make a checklist on the card, uh, that's one of the weaknesses is the checklist kind of idea. It's great that yeah. you can copy checklists from other places, anywhere else in any of your boards. Over That board it's pretty awesome. However, you can't assign a due date or a person to each checklist item on that card. You can assign people to the card, multiple people to the card, but one due date to the card. And they've gotten that, re- that request a lot. I don't know if they're going to add it, but that is frustrating. So sometimes you mm-hmm. have to split your cards out into separate tasks instead of just having one card just to have multiple due dates. But um, you know if you're managing if you're one person managing Trello, you can make it work. But that is frustrating. Um, the other thing I, th- I said, it's like y- you mentioned having the ease of like having all your boards with one account. However, when you do open up that one, home board that shows all your boards yeah it can get out of hand if you're not careful of what you're looking that's at true. Is there, it's, well, is that's true because there's a lot
1: that's the case i think with any project management tool it, it requires some
0: mm-hmm.
1: love and attention right yeah but um and then with trello the calendar view yeah is not that's not a part of the free plan right
0: it's it's It is, and it isn't. It's a power up. So you have to add it. It's not native, um, which I think is a bummer, you know, like that's kind of a common need for project management tools and they don't offer it as a native thing. You have to go in and select calendar and that's your one power up. If you're on the free plan, you only get one per board. And so I use it, I use that one mainly for social media and podcast and, you know, keeping straight what we're doing. So I can switch back and forth between lists and calendar. So that's a little weird to get used to. Um, I wish they would just make that native, but they haven't. Um, It's, it's just, it is what it is. And I think that that's, there's another version, like the, like a Gantt chart. They have one for that as well. You know, you can power up, Mm. but it's not native. Love myself a good Gantt chart. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got some, it's got some weaknesses when it comes to classic project management stuff that some people may find clunky or problematic. But if you are managing projects for lots of different teams, it's, it's a pretty good option, I think. Sweet. So what's next? Let's talk about Asana. Asana is the other big one. It's probably the biggest one. Well, Basecamp and Asana are probably the biggest two. Um Asana is more of a list-based interface. It has a lot of flexibility for teams, which is really great, but it's if you're a person that loves to have a list and check things off pretty frequently, Asana is great. And that's what I used at my last church, that's what we were on. So, I'm very familiar with it. Um but Asana is you know, it's its own kind of animal. The, the, I- Weird.
1: I got to be honest. I've never, I've never used Asana. I am yeah. not familiar with it at all. I know a lot of people do like I've def, I've heard of it, yeah. but it's not something I've used in any organization I've been a part of.
0: They have probably the most robust free plan of all of them. You can do more with the free plan on Asana than you can with anything else. Um, there's a reason it's, it's, it's one of the best. I mean, I'll, I'll use a Trello or Asana. I happen to like Trello the best, but that's just me. But Asana has weaknesses too.
1: What are some of your favorite things about it?
0: Well, it's got a lot of detail power. Like you can assign out tasks in detail and then subtasks and they can have their own person, their own due date. And I like that. Um, Mm -hmm. You can track all that stuff really well. You can assign two to three, four people to the same task to follow it and watch it, um, you know, in in any level of that. And so that's really nice. It's good for That's all part of the free that's all part of the free. Free, like I'm great. saying, free is huge. Calendar free. view. It's is free. The,
1: it's free. It's free.
0: Yeah. Calendar view is, is in there. I'm looking at it right now, actually. Um, you can look, I'm going to like my tasks for when I'm on. And it's list based. So if your mind works that way, it's pretty awesome. And they also have the, the Gantt, not the Gantt, the, uh, it's like Trello, the cards. They have a card view, they have a calendar view, and that's all native. So that's in the free plan as well.
1: Nice. So what are the
0: watch, things you don't like about it? Well, things I don't like about Asana is it's pretty boring. Um, it's, it's got celebrations, which are great. So that when you check things off randomly, a little cartoon Yeti or cartoon Narwhal or, or something like that just fires across the screen, like, Ta-da! and then it goes away.
1: That's awesome. It's really I great.
0: That. I love that, but it's boring. Otherwise, I mean, Asana's interface is made to be like the list guy you know the list girl that's you um it's lists and lists upon lists and you can get lost in your lists pretty quick um Mm. so weaknesses other thing once you mark a task done man it's hard to find it again because the way the filters work
1: like if you come back to it yeah that'd be aggravating
0: it's it's like uh oh we need to do something else on that so once you check that off um it's gone unless you go digging through your filters. And when you filter, show me the in, show me all my completed tasks. Man, it shows you all of them, and you gotta oh, find
1: that's that's. you gotta awesome. find it. I would not. So that's not great.
0: Hard. But if you do decide to upgrade and get some of the things that they offer that aren't in the free plan, which are very few, um, the first paid tier is like stupid expensive, and. I wouldn't even go to that unless you're a major agency or something. Uh, templates only, if, you can only make templates if you're in the paid plan, which is crazy. Uh, but Trello's the same way it's like heart making a template in Trello is really hard. Um, they just offer a bunch of free ones, but for you to make one that works for you, that you would use a lot that it's, it's hard to do. Um, but it, honestly, Asana is a powerful tool. You know, I I recommend it if you're I kind of go Asana and Trello. Those are my two. Like if you're a post-it note person, do Trello. If you're a list person, do Asana. You know, it's like what works best for you and your team and how you best manage, others will adapt. But Asana was a great tool for us. We got a lot done with it. So I really like it too.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing all of that knowledgeable information about something I have never used before.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm going to rely on you for this one because this is Basecamp. Let's talk about Basecamp.
1: Oh um, snap. Snappity what, snap for Basecamp.
0: camp. Yeah. When I know you use Basecamp camp for some of the people you work with. I'm in base camp for some of the same people. Um, when I wrote down the description for base camp, I wrote a three-word description of what this is. This a is dumpster description. <laughs> a dumpster fire is what I wrote. Dumpster fire. I the I the best just,
1: description ever.
0: <laughs> I just hate this one. And yeah. some people love it. I just hate it. So what do you like about it? I mean, what t- describe it to us at least first? Show, tell us what okay. it is
1: so I also don't I'm not a huge fan of base camp either uh, but I don't hate it. I don't know that I would describe it as a dumpster fire um <laughs> when but it, I mean maybe like a small garbage can fire or like a like a like a garbage can that got unattended yeah. you know like and maybe it, that's how I would describe it with
0: it's, raccoons in it.
1: It's livable, right? (laughs) Like you can keep it there, but it's not Uh, appealing. No. Anyway, so you, when you open up Basecamp, it has all of the boards that you're currently on, on the, on the front, like home screen. So that's really nice. You can kind of like see all of the things that are happening in your organization. Um, and you know, within each of those are, I mean, it's just very, very robust. It offers a lot of things for you to be able to organize things, to plan. You've, you're able to, um, you know, create checklists, add to dos, create, uh, tag people who assign them, schedule them, create notes, comment back and forth. You can ping people for direct messages, conversations. You can see what everyone's doing during the day through activity. You can yeah. see the stuff that you're specifically assigned to. There's a tab just for that. Um,
0: yeah. It's like Asana. It's very customizable to what you needed to do.
1: Yeah. And, and yeah. It's,
0: it's great. I think it's great for projects like creative projects where you need a lot of people to have input on in something. You know, I, th- I think that's like if you're doing a video and you have sure. your director, your video producer, your talent, your you know, pastor who's over it, your creative director, it's, it's good for creative teams. I think some, somehow I, I, I see, they seem to like it a lot and I think it can work for that because um, it is customizable. You can have a couple of things going on in one project.
1: Right, yeah, it's, there's a lot of options within each project. Yeah, I, I personally think Basecamp is is not intuitive. It's pretty no. tricky to figure out. Things get lost for me all the time. Mm-hmm. And like like you were saying with the sauna, Basecamp has the same issue where when a project is completed or archived, like you you go? have to where where does it go? And you have to either unarchive it. Um, like it's just, it's gone. So yeah, I don't love that either.
0: Yeah. Um, For me, the, the reason I describe it as the dumpster fire is because of the interface. It is the interface a hundred percent. Um, the way this, this app, and it is good. I I will say it does offer an app for download for your desktop and, and stuff. And so that's nice to be able to have it separate and not have a browser window taken up by that. And then looking for where it is in the 30 that you have open. It's mm-hmm. nice that you can actually switch, you know, on that one. I think Asana may have that as well. I never used it, but uh, um, definitely Basecamp does. So that's nice. But um, man, it's just so many clicks to get to things that are all in one place in these other ones.
1: You know, mm-hmm. that you have
0: your project, you have your checklist, you have your schedule, you have your people. Everything's kind of in one place, whereas this one unnecessarily divides things up. So you're clicking, you're backing out of things, coming back to something. It's like you can't see it all at once. That's, right, you know, what's going on to, to me. So I, I struggle with the interface quite a bit.
1: And it's uh, not, that makes it tricky when you're working on a similar, when you're working on maybe a particular aspect of a project that are in mm-hmm. two different ways. So yeah. like I have my, um, my marketing projects and one project mm-hmm. and then our graphic design requests and another project. Yeah. So for me to like move things or copy and paste things like I can't do that without op- I have to open two tabs of Basecamp yeah. in order for me to be able to go back and forth between those. Yeah. Otherwise, I have to go three steps backwards into the homepage, you know, and then and then go into graphic design and then go into that particular task list and then go into that project for me to be able to update it. It's just yeah. six steps to go from where I need from where I am where I need to go. Right. When I need to go back and forth is just a really big pain.
0: Yeah. And, and another part of it that makes it really confusing is they have, uh, is their vernacular, their vocabulary. So yes. at the top, there's, there's home, there's pings, there's, Hey, there's activity, there's my stuff and there's find. And all of those seem to be kind of the same thing, but they're not. And so you get confused on what, what it is you're doing. You have message board, you have to do's, and then you have scheduled docs and files and something called campfire, campfire camp. in each project. Like, yeah. What, what is campfire? What is campfire? What are pings? Know. Why is there a hay? <laughs> and I think hay is supposed to be like your notifications. Pings is like your conversations with people individually or groups. And then you've got campfire, which is like chat about the project in the project. So you've got two chat things. You know what I'm saying? It's like,
1: that's, yeah.
0: that's confusing. It's really confusing. It just makes how
1: just hard to track. Like where did, oh, somebody, Mike says a specific about Project yeah. X. Where did he say that?
0: Exactly. And when it's I've really worked tricky. with Basecamp, that's the conversation I've had more than, every, any, more than any other when we talk about frustration is I can't remember where we talked about this. So anyway, that's, that's a frustration with Basecamp. I don't recommend it, but it might work for you and how you work. So check it out. See what you think It might be great for you and your team. That's awesome. Use what works for me and Megan. We're not going to mess with this one too much. So
1: it's not our favorite, but I mean, favorite. it's fine. It's fine. I mean, it, it's well, functioning.
0: I'll tell you a lot. A lot of people use it. It just has
1: frustration. It's, for us.
0: you know, there's a lot of people using it. So obviously there, are, it works for some people. So, um, see what works, see if it works for you. Um, okay. Let's, so those are the big three project management tools. Um, now let's talk about two supplement kind of things that go along with those that can really enhance and help. And the first one is Slack. What's Slack, Megan?
1: Listen, if you know me, if you've been around me for any amount of time, you know that I am Slack's biggest advocate and I need to like, well, I need to get on their team or something because I should be on their marketing team. I love Slack. Slack.
0: What do you love about it? Well, describe what it is first and then we'll talk about what you love about
1: it. So a lot of people might get frustrated with Slack because they just think it's another thing to do or another thing to keep up on. That's the the number one hang up that I hear people say, well, it's just another thing to keep track of. Slack is not meant to be another thing to keep track of. Slack is meant to replace all of the places that people communicate to us. Mm -hmm. As a communications director, I would have people send me emails Facebook messages, text messages, phone calls, drive by my desk, uh, you know, requests your, or details desk, or
0: your desk was outside, like <laughs> near the curb, as they drive what? by. <laughs>
1: drive
0: yeah, drive by. You know, desk.
1: a walk, a walk by. Is that yeah. a better thing? Is that what I should have said? A walk by. A walk a walk sure. by. <laughs> sure. Drive by. Listen, <laughs> you know what I meant. You know. I know. So anyway, but there's but a lot all of ways things would get super messy, right? Yeah. Yeah. a lot of ways to communicate. So, and in emails, this is what's so frustrating about emails is um, that it would start off as like between two people, right? But then mm-hmm. some a third person would get involved. So then you'd have to CC yes. them, but then they weren't involved in the beginning of the conversation. So then they're lost and confused. And then somebody forgets to reply all. So then the people no longer have the message anymore any that they needed to be. So then you end up forwarding it to people. It just gets messy. Yes. Things get lost. Slack fixes all of that.
0: Yeah, I agree. And when I was at Hope, we used Slack for a lot of things in our communications team. And it definitely made a lot of things work better in that team. Uh, I know that you're a big advocate for having everyone on your whole church staff use it, which I think is great. Um, it can definitely cut down on the reply all email that's supposed to be silly, but you just find out who's funny on your staff and who's not. But um, it, it gives you like these channels and stuff that allow you to put that random stuff in that you can ignore if you want to. You know, it's a little we literally less literally
1: had a random, a random channel.
0: Yeah, they come standard now. They put a random yeah. channel on your first one. Um, so let's talk about it. Has it, it has direct messaging. It has kind of message board type feel, but it's text message kind of feel. It's, um, it's like instant messaging, having that up. Like if you're, if you're old enough to remember aim buddy chat and AOL, oh, it's like that so
1: much time on that.
0: <laughs> I did too yeah. uh, It's instant messaging kind of anywhere. There's a mobile app for it. You can get it on your phone or you can just do it on your desktop uh, or online. It's uh, you can share files with it. Um, gosh, it geez.
1: also has all of these integrations. Like you can integrate yep. Google drive. You can, um, you, Xavier obviously has a ton of stuff you can do with it, mm-hmm. which I think we've talked about and, and, um, other places, but the way we set it up was I created a channel for each department. So mm-hmm. kids ministry had their own students, yeah. had their own arts, had their own comms, had their own, um, and they're all right there in the left. Own.
0: They're all right there in the left. So you can switch really quick between those on your team. And then so, so you have a team and then either. you have your channels.
1: Yes. Yeah. The team, I would say, would be your church, right? Yes. Or your organization. Right. And then you can have those be private or public. Mm-hmm. Public being that anyone can join it at any time. And private being you have to be invited to it by someone in the in there. So, like, Community Life had a private board so that they could talk about, like, things that needed to be discreet, right? Right. That were going on in a small group or, you know, personal yeah. stuff with people in our church that Absolutely. didn't need to be known across the organization. Mm-hmm.
0: Like um, Jeff so-and-so told us last night they're getting counseling, trying to avoid And divorce, he won't be a
1: small group leader anymore. And totally he yeah, won't be a like, small group leader.
0: Yeah. So let's like pray that for them. does need to be said. No. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. great.
1: Uh, Here's the other thing that it did that I was, one of the biggest things for me was that it eliminated silos. Because yeah. what happened a lot was somebody would plan an event I'm gonna I'm just gonna pick on kids for a second. Okay. Our kids ministry team was, at, was actually amazing at this. So it feels okay to pick on them because they were actually really good at it. Okay. Um, so say kids ministry planned an event on May 17th. Mm-hmm. And then a small group, but then our community life department would plan an event the same day, not knowing the kids ministry was doing an event.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then we would get to two weeks before the event. And there's this big fire because, wow, we've got two events on the same day and nobody knew about it.
0: Yeah. And And there was no
1: place to talk about.
0: Right. There's no place to ask. And I believe it also can integrate with calendars and things like that to to show you, like, if you want to see. That's the thing about about Slack is it's got all these um, uh, integrations that you can actually, like, you can comment on a Google Doc from Slack. So you don't have to go find the doc, open it up, make your comment, reply, whatever. You can comment back and forth and open and close documents from there. So it's really great there. It's got fun ones too, like um, slash Giphy. You can do a Giphy. Oh, so when you're yes. talking, you actually respond with GIFs. And the way it works is like you put, you do slash Giphy and then write a word. And it it randomly finds a GIF for you and you can set it so that you pick which one you want and and what ratings they get so that's really cool but it is it is a really powerful tool for fast communication the thing we used it most for in our communications team is we had a channel called proofing and gosh it eliminated all the hey come look at this let me get up from my desk let me yell across the hall you know i hate that kind of stuff in an office environment i think it's really unprofessional and so it allowed us to kind of send here's the graphic what do you guys think? We can comment on that. They could upload it and here's the new one and try this out. And, and we can have it just open and have conversations about some of that work really quick, just sitting at our desk without having to get up and spend a good 10 minutes on it. You know, it's just quick little things. And it just really made it so that we can get a lot more done and we are just not spending time up and down. And I mean, I'm all for relationships, spend that time on purpose though, not just because sure. you're constantly being interrupted. They have to stop what you're doing and go do that it's way faster. To, to do the proofing kind of thing. And it helps the, with those channels sometimes to organize your conversations too, so that when you do have that, wait, where'd we talk about that? You you can go try there first. That's probably where it was and that everybody got to see it. Um, so it, it's a good tool for communication inside your team, especially.
1: You can also set uh, keywords, like to get notification about keywords. Yeah. So that like, as a, as a communications director, I had my keywords were like email event, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. So anytime someone was like, Hey, I'm thinking about having this event, I would have an idea at the like way at the start of the pipeline that something is coming. Mm -hmm. And because that happened a lot, you know, you get planning an event and you forget, Oh, I need to tell communications this is happening so they can put it in the announcements. Oh, they need to do that tomorrow. Yeah. You know, like that happened all the time.
0: Right. But that got
1: prevented.
0: Like social media, uh, communications, email, event, you know, request. Those are some of those keywords you can put in there that like it pings you and you go, Oh, what are they talking about over there? Then you can go look, see what they're doing and keep up. That's such a huge um, uh, endorsement for having your whole church staff talking in exactly. there. Exactly. And using it.
1: Exactly. So, it was great. It saved it. And it saved both of us, right? It helped me. It helped them Yes, because, you know, it takes the, took the weight off of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I totally forgot, but I need this announced today because it's tomorrow.
0: And how bad do you want to be the comms director that goes, oh yeah, I know. I already took care of it. We're, we got you. Oh Dope. my gosh, you're such a hero! You know, it's like I want to be that. Dope. You know, and they're like, "Oh, I love you so much." You know, so it's like I can pay attention, and you didn't even know I was paying attention. Really, I'm eavesdropping more like Big Brother.
1: <laughs> I, I'm but I'm like, the, and everybody knows it's happening. Way yeah,
0: I'm the I, I'm the Echo Dot in your office. You know, just listening. So no, not really, but it is super helpful. That's a great tip. Great tip. Um. The other thing I like about it too is it integrates with your project management tools. What we could do with ours is you can type like slash Asana and then create a, write something out in a couple of different commands and it would send it over to Asana and create that task from Slack. So yeah. um, you could set all that up. It's really cool. It, 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 integrates, it integrates with Trello, Asana, Basecamp, does them all. But um, it's, it's one of those tools that it just, it's, it's that good middleman for that hub of the pivot point for a lot of communications that even though you've got these project management tools that we mentioned, that are keeping you organized. Chances are your, t- your whole staff probably has no idea about all that. So this mm-hmm. is all kind of a front interface to keep those things connected and uh, keep your communication channels all going in the same direction. Really, really great. Now, weaknesses of Slack, because there are some. Mm. Um. It can be time consuming because you do, if you have notifications going off a lot, so you have to manage your notifications, uh, the backend customizing it, doing things like that can sometimes be confusing and it is another app, you know, things like that to, to, to manage, but you'll, you do get used to that. But the thing I don't like about it the most is exactly what I've kind of been talking about. Those are shortcodes. You don't know what they all are and you have to remember them. And so that's right. a little confusing. So if you have a little cheat sheet and sometimes if you type slash into the into the message, it'll um, it brings up
1: populate them.
0: Yeah. It populates some suggestions of things you might've used a lot. So it does have that, but there's no place to like really find all those, all those commands. They
1: fixed some of that recently. So like you used to have to use like asterisks on each side of your word, if you wanted it to be bolded, Yeah. Um, And now like they have, yeah, they have all of that stuff in there now, but yeah, you're right. There's a lot of shortcuts, short codes that, yeah, Yeah. you kind of just got to know.
0: Yeah. And I would advise when you start a Slack team, you don't let other people create channels because then it gets out of hand. Um, There's, there's channels for every event. You want to do stuff like that. Sure. But you be the one that organizes that left column. Because if you don't, it is going to get out of hand pretty quick.
1: And I would say, too, if this is one of those that if you whether it's on just your team or organization wide, if people aren't actually using it, like it's not going to it's just not going to work at all. So, yeah, you can't like halfway slack.
0: Yeah, that is
1: it just becomes more more of a burden if you're not fully in. So yeah.
0: it is hard, and you'll have to do a training. You'll have to put up some videos that show people how to do it, um, which is our next one. We're gonna help you with that, but uh, you have to get your people to uh, to endorse it. And so, when you're integrating Slack, if you want to do that across the board, you got to start with your pastor. You got to show how this is gonna streamline. Why not just email? Why not just text? It, you got to have answers to those questions and you've I think gotta
1: advocate for it.
0: Yeah. There's good answers to those questions. You just have to yep. keep that in front because at the end of the day, you've got to have that top-down support to make sure it's that, that person who's clearly always going to be there. I'll just email. I'll just text. I don't want to do that. I don't want to use that. And,
1: and I started when we were, when we were getting this up and going, if people would just come by and say, Hey, can I have a social media post for blah, blah, blah. I would say absolutely slack it to me. And I would just force it.
0: Yeah. You've, you've or if somebody
1: to. would, would email me about something. I would reply back, Hey, can you put this in the Slack channel of blank, whichever mm-hmm. it applied to. Yeah. And I just wouldn't respond to anything ex- outside of Slack, except put it in Slack. And yeah. after I did that for, you know, a couple months or so, it became more normalized. Right. But like, once we decided this is what we're doing, that's what we're doing, man. Like yeah. Slack it to me. Yeah, And that was also like, so freeing, right? right? Like I didn't have to like walk down the hallway, somebody say, Hey, can you, don't forget to put a social media post out for our, you know, kids volunteer event this weekend. And, I'd be, and I could just say, Slack it to me. And I don't have to remember
0: Yeah, and <laughs> as
1: I'm walking to my meeting.
0: And for a lot of things, you want them to use your communication request form for that kind of stuff. But there's some things like social media, like you're saying, those happen so fast and they need, they don't need a ton of stuff. They don't need to fill out a whole form go to a whole website do all that it's like if you allow some of that to happen in a controlled place like slack th- that will replace email that's not email <laughs> because i mean i guess you could set up a zapier kind of when you see this keyword and email send it over to slack and i'll get it blah 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 but that's extra work when they could just simply keep slack open and, and get on board with the vision of what's going on at your church so sure. i think it's better to have them in that thing and give them some opportunities because you want to make it easy on them right? You want to make it easy for people to get you information so that you can do your job. And that's, you don't want to become a burden by just constantly having more and more stuff for them to do and go. And so the more you can streamline, Hey, we're in Slack, we're doing this. Just make your peace with it. Here's where we are. You got top down support. Sometimes you just have to really just wrestle that thing to the ground until everybody's doing it the right way. Um, So let's talk about the training videos. we got a, a program called loom. Loom, L-O-O-M. It's our last one. Loom is a cloud-based screen share video maker.
1: Say that five times fast.
0: I'd rather not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's a Loom's great tool. Awesome.
0: It's great. Uh, Loom is like this. Uh, it's it's an app. Or it's a desktop icon. I think it's an extension for Chrome. Um, but basically, all it does, is you open it up, and it just makes videos of you your screen. And then it puts you in the bottom corner in a circle on video. It's just a teaching video deal maker. Super easy. Yep. And, and what I love is that once it's finished, it stores the video in the cloud, not on your hard
1: drive. Praise all the things.
0: Right. And this is the the strength of this program. If it, it stores the video in the cloud and provides links and the ability to download it. Um and and the free version it's free it, it shoots up to 720p video which is not great HD but it's still it's good enough I mean you don't need for what you're going to use this for um, So what are
1: some things that you've used Loom for in the past?
0: Well I use this with a couple of uh, people that I work with because um there'll be times when I go hey I don't really know what you're talking about in this back end part of the website and they can quickly get on Loom go in there and show me and go Hey, and talk me through it as I'm watching their screen, kind of like a webinar type deal, teaching webinar. And they can show me what they're what give an example, show me what they want me to do, and then send me that video and a link. Neither of us have to give any hard drive space to it. I can watch that video and I can know exactly what they're talking about. So it's like I just had a meeting with them. This is really great for those kinds of training videos, but it's also great for creating stationary, like standing static training videos for. Anybody, let's say you hire a lot of people. Let's say you have a big staff at your church or you just have people that often forget how to do things. You make a video on how to update your website, you know, and you have it stationed somewhere where there's a link. Um, they can go watch if they forget and they need to make an update. Or how do you join a small group if you want to show people how to use your small group finder, you know, on your website. Yeah. How do you do that? Yeah. And put that on your website so that people can go, oh, here's how we do this. And it makes really nice looking video. So there's a lot of apl- applications for it, both internally and externally to create training videos, which is really all this thing does. And that's kind of the weakness. That's all it really does. It's just a simple little tool.
1: But still, it's something that you're like, there's things where you're like, man, I really need this. And mm-hmm. that's it. You got it. Loom.
0: Yeah. And, and what's really great is if you're going to ask people to join Slack, you're going to ask people to join your project management, having a place that explains how to do things in there for them to just go to and watch. That's like, this is way better than a, you know, I don't know, a document that explains it. They have to read or something like that. So this allows you to have a hey, go watch these three videos. This is how you do this for them to go back to and refer to when they really get into the right. project management stuff they have to do. So if you have a new youth pastor on staff, you can say, here are the three onboarding videos I made that show you how to file a communication request. Here's how to download and get into Slack. Here's how to get on board with our, you know, communication request form and what we need, why we need it. And you can just share all that and they go watch it. And it's not another. It's you're removing another meeting, right? So
1: talk about top notch professionalism. <laughs> we got it. Yeah. Go watch a video. Go watch a video. I already done this thing. Yeah. And Here, I'm to, ready for you. I mean,
0: I don't, I don't, I hate having the same conversations over and over. Oh, I yeah. do. Yeah. And, and yep. even though I know it's helpful and I might love what I do and get really excited about it each time, I'd rather not do it. <laughs> Still would rather just well, have you watch this video it's so much easier.
1: At some point it's not, it's you, your time is best spent elsewhere. Right. Yes. Yeah, I would rather take that person out to lunch and get to know them than spend an hour explaining yeah. how to sign up for a project management tool, right? Yes. Like, yes. here, watch these videos. Let's go have a conversation. Like, I would much rather do that.
0: And in the church world, if you're coming into a new position, especially, you know how much of a beat down the onboarding process typically is. You're in a, you're in a meeting with HR for like four hours. Uh, you're, you're going through like, here's where everything is.
1: If you have an HR.
0: Yeah. And if you don't, you just got to figure it out.
1: You got to figure it out. Yeah. I would say onboarding is usually just a mix of like, hey, here's your desk. Mm -hmm. See you tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Good luck.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You're like, I'm sorry. Who, who are you? (laughs) Yeah. I don't even know the people's names.
0: And if you've got a place where all these videos land, it's like that allows, if I'm the new person, I'm coming into my office and I know where that is, all I got to do is tell you that okay, great. I'll go to this website. Here's where all our onboarding videos are. I can go in and see what I need. So when I have a question, I'll go to that place first and see if there's a way to to get signed up for our newsletter or get um, logins. How do I get logins for the website or whatever it is I need? You know, it shows me how how to update, how to request things, whatever.
1: It's great. Great
0: So much easier. So much easier. All right. So those are the project management hacks that we kind of have three major project management tools, Trello, Basecamp, Asana. And then we talked about Slack as a communications hub and Loom for a way to onboard new staff or people in your church for random things that help you get things done with your time and spend it elsewhere where you don't have to have have the same conversations over and over. Um, because at the end of the day, we really want church communicators to maximize their time. We know there's a lot to do and we're constantly putting out little fires here and there. And the more we can automate and innovate and regulate, uh, what we do, then the more time you're going to get back each week. (laughs) Hopefully this was really helpful for everybody. I think it it has been. And uh, obviously we'll put links to all these things. You can try them out yourself, check things out in the show notes. So thanks for listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks. We'll catch you later. See ya.